0: When you've had a long week and want to mix it up with something new and interesting to eat, try Blue Apron's two or four serving menu plans with those hard-to-find ingredients sure to spice up your weekend. With 60-plus options each week, you can choose from an ever-changing mix of high-quality meat, fish, vegetarian, WW-recommended, and wellness offerings. Order now and get $110 off across your first five orders when you visit blueapron.com unique.
1: and welcome to the Direct to Video Connoisseur podcast. Uh I'm Matt and uh back again this week. i am joined by Jamie. Jamie, how are you this evening?
2: Glad to be back. Yay. Yes, I know
1: it worked out. I know you, we were just talking about this, the uh, the the life in the in the restaurant industry where you just never know when they're going to call you back in. And fortunately I know last week I wasn't able to go Thursday when when you were able to go Thursday but not Wednesday. This week though we were able to both go Thursday and I, I think this was an important week to do it because, you know, um, I think, I don't remember, did 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 we? Did you contact me to um, say you wouldn't be able to do Wednesday? I think I, it may have been after uh, I, I heard that, that uh, Roddy Piper passed away, so it was kind of like, okay, well, yeah, that's, you know, if we, if we can do the show on Thursday, I want to do a movie uh, in honor of him. Uh, I think it may have been around the same, it might have almost been, you know, simultaneous or at the same time.
0: I don't remember, but I do know that it worked out, so.
1: Yeah, exactly, so. It, so, again, you know, uh, you, you heard I had, I put some bagpipe music in there to start the show a bit. Um, we were talking about this as well. I, um, you know, it was it, the, the news of, of Roddy Piper's passing was very quick and very shocking. And I, you know, for me, I, I didn't really know. Um, you know, it, it, it wasn't expected. Um, and so, you know, Jen was telling me, I think I was on my computer getting some work done, and she was on the couch and she said, you know, do you know Roddy Piper? He you know it's like oh my god, of course. Yes, but I knew when she asked me. I said, this can't be good, you know. There's one of one of two things right that a, a celebrity can do nowadays. When uh when somebody asks that question, they can either uh commit horrible crimes or be a racist or they could be dead. And unfortunately, <laughs> Mr. Piper was the latter, which is too bad, but um so um
0: yeah, so is either that or they found something questionable on his hard drive. Right, exactly <laughs> and that I'm too. I'm looking at you Jared.
1: Yes, I oh, man, I know. <laughs> He's he's in rough shape. Everybody seems to be in rough shape right now, but I guess it's you know, at least they're they're still with us, whereas Mr. Piper is no longer with us, which is sad. And I, I, I you know, the first thing I did was I went to my blog and clicked on his name um, in the tags because he, he is one of our, our inaugural Hall of Famers. Um, so he's he's got a, you know his own little tag right there on the front of the page. And I clicked on it, and this one, back in action, was one of the first ones to come up. And, of course, after the fact, I realized, well, you know, a, as I was watching this one, I realized that, you know, probably something like Hell Comes to Frogtown or... or uh, something like that might have been a little bit better for this, just because, um, you know, it, it, it is a little bit more of a Billy Blanks movie than it is a, a Piper film. Um, but it's still got plenty of Piper in it, just the same. And you know, uh, I, I was going to say, yeah, Brian mentioned the same thing. It was just it, all of this happened so quickly that I, I wasn't, you know, uh, it was I was hit unawares. Um, so it, it was very tragic news and, and very sudden. I mean, I, I was just listening to his podcast. He did a podcast with the um, the Sklar Brothers. Uh, there's Square Row Country one and he was talking about his new podcast. He was doing a a form of Piper's Pit um in in a uh, a podcast form. So so he was you know he had projects that he was working on even up until uh, his passing. So it's, it's really sad and, and really abrupt news. Um so yeah, so you know and and for me he's always been one of my favorites. I've always loved him. So yeah, so it was it's it's disappointing to see him go. Um Oh and j- yeah,
0: and he was young too. Mhm. You know, which was really sad. Um, But, you know, initially, Brian's like, well, you guys should be doing They Live. And I'm like, you know, They Live is my personal favorite. Right. Piper. And it's just, I just love that movie, period. Yeah. But everyone is doing They Live. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like as soon as the news broke, all, you know, like every podcast in the universe (laughs) suddenly started covering They Live. You know, which there's, you know, that's a fantastic film. But he did do other things, yes. and so I think it's a, it's a good idea that we did something else. And then, of course, Brian was like, well, then you should at least do Hell Comes to Frogtown. Right, which
1: we, like, should, which we should have. Yeah. And, 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 you know, it's not like we can't rectify that. We could always do Hell Comes to Frogtown later on. I, I don't know why I just I, – I found I knew this one was on YouTube, and I, I wanted to make sure it was one we could both watch. Um, and and w- both watched legally. I think that's the problem with They Live is I don't know if it streams anywhere legally. Um, that was a big reason why that one I also wanted. But, but also, like you said, that everybody's doing They Live. And, and this one fits the blog more, but I think, you know, Hell Comes to Frogtown is even more so. Um, because it, it is probably up there. It might be my favorite Piper film. So uh, I, I, I feel like I, I probably did drop the ball on that one. Uh, no, Hell. I, I, don't,
0: I don't think so because um, I, I had never seen this film. Mm-hmm. And so, now I have reason to. I didn't even honestly. I've never even heard of it. And um, um, so when you mentioned it, I didn't realize that it was a Billy Blanks film. Right. Which you know, hey, I need to see Billy Blanks doing martial arts on screen. <laughs> right. Is not something anyone ever said ever. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> but I don't, I'm just kidding. I don't. I don't. You know. He, Taibo is awesome. Mm-hmm. But, um... <laughs> yes. I... Uh, he, and he is an awesome martial artist. I am not, you know... I'm not taking that away from him uh, at all. Mm-hmm. But, um... It just... It was... It was kind of funny. I had no idea. I knew nothing about this film. Nothing. And yes. so... It was exciting to me to see a Piper film that I didn't know anything about. Mm-hmm. So... And that's one of the things I enjoy about doing this show, is because of you, I frequently end up watching movies I've never seen before. <laughs> right. So... You know, nothing wrong with that. If we had covered They Live, that would just be me talking about They Live again, which I have done in the past, and uh, me watching it again, which I do anyway, so that's not a problem. But I like doing things that I've never done, and I like covering new stuff, or at least stuff that's new to me. So I think it worked out well. Yeah. Will I revisit it? I don't think
1: so. Yeah, but. this <laughs> Yes, this this might not be I mean for me this is like I, I own it on VHS even. I am uh you know, I, I for me, I, I one thing I like about this film, um, more than you you know, to maybe make it kind of a, a, a fitting tribute to to Roddy Piper is that um unlike Hell Comes to Frogtown or They Live where, where Piper is the star he's the main guy um this film almost sort of this one mirrors his wrestling career in a way that um when you think about his wrestling career he was the best heel of all time he was the ultimate heel and um you know, the heel's job is to prop up the big guy, right? The star. Um, and, and when you think of the first WrestleMania, um, he did that as well as anybody in the history of the sport. He, You know, that's why he's known as the greatest heel ever. Um, you know, you know we, we, we've since gotten a sense of what Hulk Hogan is as a star. Now, I'm not saying he wasn't a great... You know, a great hero in the show, and and he do he was a good heel himself when he was uh in the WCW, but you know he he's he, he didn't quite have that that something that that Roddy Piper has. Roddy Piper is like you mean the racism? old racism. Well, right, exactly, yes. <laughs> Even though Piper did paint himself black one time, I think too. So he's uh, you know. But but you know, it, it's um. You know, know, Piper is that ultimate straight man, right? You think of the great straight man of all time, and and they they prop up whoever the goofball is. And they they sort of take a... In a a sense, they take a back seat. I mean, Piper never won the the big crowns. He never won the big... um, you know the, the the heavyweight titles or any of the big ones. Um, I think he, he won a few of the the smaller ones here and there um, in the WWF, but um but he was he was the one that made WrestleMania the first WrestleMania what it was and and which propelled the whole uh you know I don't know if you sports or sport entertainment into the. What it was, and, and you see a lot of what made Piper great as a wrestler in this film, because you know he's got the, the charisma, he he has the acting chops, as you know, in a way to have fun. You know, he, he's able to have fun and, and be this big, you know, uh, you know, no nonsense cop going out there, getting you know, constantly getting taken off the case, and you know, they, they didn't ask him to turn in his gun and badge, but everything else was the same, you know, in that respect. Um, but you know, then there's really blanks who who, who just does the, you know, at, at that time especially, really did not have. Um, the the ability to act. Um and, and I don't know that he ever really fully got it. Um because you know you I went don't, and, Yeah, I don't think so. No. I
2: don't, I don't uh, think
0: so. Yeah. To to me the the most standout thing about him here I mean obviously no. his his martial arts talent and like right. I said, I'm not taking that away from him at all. That's what mm-hmm. he does. That's mm-hmm. what everyone knows him for. Right. Um well that and typo. But yes. <laughs> um <laughs> but the most standout thing uh, about him apart from that to me was his hair mm-hmm. and i could not stop looking at it because yes. in the past decade or so or maybe even no i guess even more than that probably mm-hmm. the last 15 years or so no one has seen him with hair i mean right. it's just you're used to billy blanks being bald yeah I'll say that five times fast yeah and so when he first comes on screen i was like oh look at the hair yeah but it's already trying to it's it's like it's already trying to escape yes. back off his forehead. Yeah. And so his hairline, it was just like pretty receded. And I don't know if that was something like if he was balding or if that was just his natural hairline, because I'd never seen him like that before. So mm-hmm. I'm, I was just, I was mesmerized yeah. by this hair the whole time. And every time he's on screen that, and the awesome noises he makes when he's fighting,
2: which <laughs> yes. is just, uh,
0: it's just, it's so funny to me. I'm, it's like I used to work next to the tennis complex when I worked at the university of Georgia mm-hmm. and it is amazing <laughs> to me some of the noises that tennis players make when they're, you know, you'll, you'll walk by while during practice or like during a tournament because they would also have the, the big tournaments there at the college tournaments, they would have them there and which was a nightmare because my parking lot was right next to the tennis complex. And so it would screw up parking for the entire week they were doing the tournaments and, just piss me off, but anyway, as you're walking by, you just hear, Hurrah! you know, and, and, <laughs> and um, I'm like, Good Lord! Like they're just they're summoning the energy from deep within their soul, and that's just the whole time I'm watching this, I'm cracking up because he's just like just these like animalistic, guttural just noises when he's fighting, and I'm like, He is all in. That dude is all into this, mm-hmm. um which you know kept it fun. Uh, no notice that um Roddy Piper worked in some wrestling moves too. hmm he, he did had a few of them. You know, they had to be there's probably like a checklist. Um I know that when they made They Live during the fight scene, I just actually watched a thing about this the other day and they were talking about during the fight scene for They Live, there were three specific wrestling moves that they had to choreograph into the fight scene mm-hmm. that that he did with Keith David. And I am picturing them doing the same thing for this movie. It's like okay, if Roddy Piper's going to be in this movie, you have to do this, and you have to do this, and you, you have to do this at some point. Yeah. You know. Um. But that's okay because I will watch him do anything. You mentioned earlier that he has charisma, and yep. you were exactly right about that. I love every second he's on screen. Mm-hmm. He just has this. He always had this face that just yes. seemed so. Even if he was like screaming or yelling or being mean or you know att- attempting to. To me, it just never came off that he was a bad person or like a mean person because he just has this genial face. I I don't know. I can't he, – he just lights up, you mm-hmm. know, and whenever he's on screen, it just makes me happy because he is just oozing charisma, and uh, I love him. I am I, just crazy about him, and that was a lot of fun, watching him do this. I wish we had gotten more of him in this movie. hmm Although I do think you, I mean, you said it earlier, we did get a good solid chunk of him, and, and I agree with that. I think that um, I more Roddy Piper is never a bad thing, so right. I would always want more. Yeah. But I do think we got, even though this is clearly a Billy Blanks film, I think we got quite a bit of Piper, and so definitely enough for it to count for us, to, for us doing a tribute for him, it,
1: yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I when I think of myself growing up, you know, uh, watching wrestling, you know, he, he was always the heel. Um, and so, one thing that, that I, uh, when, when I was young, when I was, um, I, I guess, you know, when I think about myself early high school, um, you know, like uh, that period, I, I almost didn't, I always had trouble embracing, you know, I, I, would, I would kind of ignore that Piper did action movies. I would watch some of them. Some of them I got a kick out of. And of course, They Live. I mean, everybody loved They Live. Uh, in high school, but it wasn't until I got into college and I met someone who talked about, you know, how him and his friends would go out and get every Piper film they could, and they kind of saw it as a joke thing. Um, that I I really started to embrace Piper's action films, you know, his, his low budget ones like these, like the back in actions where um, he got to be a hero as opposed to being the heel. But yet he brought that same charisma, that same uh, you, know, you know sense of timing and and ability that he that made him such so great as a wrestler. Uh, the fact that he brought that into um, into into these action roles that were really, you know, I mean, back in action, like you said, it was um, it was generic, right? That's probably the best way to describe it. And um, without Piper, oh,
0: they ticked all the boxes. Yeah. it, I mean, it was just it. I mean, you know how we jokingly talk about, uh, and we did this a lot early on. We haven't really mentioned it much recently, but mm-hmm. we haven't been doing a whole lot of action. I and mean, we've been right. kind of all over the place lately. But um. You know how we've always talked about, there's um, generic action plot number one. Yes. Or generic action plot number two, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And this one is just, I mean, even though I have never seen this film before, I have seen this film before. Yes. About 150 times. Yeah. You know, it's just uh, because Billy Blanks is, um, he's what, ex-Special Forces or ex-something. Ex-Special
1: Forces cab driver. Yep. Okay,
0: yeah, ex-Special Forces turned cab driver, he's out of that, his sister gets involved with these gangsters, and then there's a deal that goes wrong, some cops get killed, and uh, some mess in the beginning. I mean, we just jump right in in the beginning, I mean, there is a gun battle, Mm -hmm. like in the first 15 seconds of this movie... And I kept checking the thing. <laughs> Did we miss something? If it hadn't been for the credits right. still going, I would have thought that maybe somehow I was watching the middle of the movie Right. because we seriously just jumped right in. And I'm like, is this, is this, is this, is this all right, well, yeah. okay, there are the credits. Like, I guess this is how it be. Well, here we go.
2: Yeah. And
0: <laughs> so yeah. you don't have to worry about it starting slow because that's not an issue. You are jumped right in there. And then you just kind of have to play. A little catch up, trying to figure out what the hell is going on because mm-hmm. the characters already know. But um, you have to kind of figure out what's happening, and then what's happening is that Billy Blank's sister is, or his younger sister is involved. She's in love mm-hmm. with this gangster, and because of all the crap that happens in the beginning, good luck with that. Good luck with that. Um, <laughs> the, the now they want to kill her, right? And so he's trying to protect her. Meanwhile, Piper is a cop who he is a ticking time bomb. He's got a got a short fuse. He's mm-hmm. he's what I mean, think of any cliche you know thing that you could apply to <laughs> yeah. like Mel Gibson and 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 then apply that to his character. Mm-hmm. It's just like any cop movie you've ever seen where the cop is, you know, well, I can't think of any of that. You know, there's those phrases, you know, basically ticking time bomb. But they're, he actually called him that in the movie. Loose cannon? Loose cannon. Loose cannon? <laughs> yes. Um, he, he's one of those. And so <laughs> um, <laughs> you've got this loose cannon cop and this ex-special forces turned cab driver guy. And uh, they're basically both after the same people, but um, they end up kind of, getting in each other's way all the time. And, you know, and it's just... You've seen it. Trust me, you've seen it. And there's absolutely no shock uh, or surprise, like, no wonder... Like, not at any point are you ever concerned that anything's really going to happen to any of these characters because you know the end of this movie before you get to it. You know how it's going to turn out. There Mm -hmm. is no other way for it to turn out. I was kind of hoping one of them would end up getting killed or something just to throw a wrench in the work. so I could say, hey, well, at least they did that and I wasn't expecting that, but, you well, know, we'll no, see. we didn't really get that. See. Oh, and I forgot about the reporter. Yes, there's, Bobby there's, Phillips.
2: Yes, go, there's Bobby. There's
0: the reporter that Piper has, clearly has a, a history with, uh, which didn't go so well, so they're snarky to each other all the time. Yes. Um, and she employs midgets to give... <laughs>
1: give her tips they help her out.
0: <laughs> they... Oh, it's hilarious. Now, but
1: yeah, um yes, now she's up. She's Bobby Phillips. Um and she has done um uh, I want to say she's done. I don't I don't know if she's done any with Piper, but she's done uh of these, you know, what is it? Shapiro Glickhouse. I can't remember the you know uh the producers' names, but she's done um a, a good amount of these um these kind of films. She does them with uh with what's his face there um Billy Blank. She's done other Billy Blank's ones, and also, um, uh, oh man, I can't re- think of the guy's name right now. And I am going to get in so much trouble for forgetting this guy's name. Um, the, uh, the there's a producer who also stars in his films. Uh, Jalal Merhi, that's his name. Um, she's done a fair amount of his films as well. So she does these kind of these these bad actioners in the '90s, and um, and, and and you do get a kind of a sense of like, well, okay there's that's her um yeah and, and 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 again she just like um just like billy blank she's being propped up by by piper i mean it's 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 a a fascinating thing it's 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 kind of it's it's like when um whenever i i would watch some of those really bad uh dtv m- you know newer dtv flicks from uh you know from from the, the the late 2000s um with you know like de niro or even forest whitaker acting opposite like 50 cent or, you know, somebody like that. Um, you know, you, you, you get this sense like this is De Niro and you it, it's it's palpable the, the the difference in quality. And and, and Piper you, you could you get that throughout this film as well too. And it's it's interesting to see it even on that level, you know, that, that Piper was such a special talent, um, that that to that level that when we see him in this film we can say like he is just he's got the whole crew, the whole the whole cast right on his shoulders and he's going to carry them from the beginning to the end. And, you know, every once in a while, Billy Blanks is going to jump off his shoulders and do some really great fight scenes, um, you know, so give Piper a break. But for the most part, Piper is carrying this thing through. And, uh, and it's it's him and Billy Blanks' fight scenes. Of course, Piper had great fight scenes as well. Um, but it's it's the actions in Piper that carry this thing and and, and get us from one end to the other. Um, and, and so for me, you know, I, let, you know, I, I think I'm a little more... Uh, Forgiving of the paint-by-numbers quality, because I'm I'm like that person, you know, the people who really like musicals. Um. And even if they're really bad musicals, the, you, you go to their house and you look in the DVD collection and they have them, even the really bad musicals. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm the same way. I'm like, you know, the plot can be crap, but hey, you know, there's some fun musical numbers or in this case, some fun action numbers. Um, and and they're, they're frequent enough. Um, you know, there's one thing that this film, um, even though the plot was a little convoluted, uh, they, they, they definitely did their best to not let it get in the way of the action. Um, they were gonna—they were gonna give us action every ten to fifteen minutes or so, which—which which was good. I—I um, I would take that. I just, you know, I could have used more Piper in the action. Um, you know, I could have used—I think the story would have been better had it been more of a of a, a team-up buddy film, like the cover gave us. Um,
0: yeah, and that's kind of what I—I I expected them to sort of morph into that. Mm-hmm. You know, like once they figured out who each other were. Right. And you know, what their goal was. I was expecting it to morph into a like a buddy thing and, and it kind of did, but not to weigh the end. Right. And what we got was a lot of Piper running off in this direction, Billy Blanks being off in this direction, mm-hmm. doing completely different things, and so we would just kinda switch back and forth. Yeah. Which was kind of weird and, and interesting. I, I will say the action was entertaining. Because Billy Blanks can fight. I mean, that's no, there's no question about that. Like, he, he can't. And Piper is fun. Mm-hmm. So the action and Piper, I agree completely, to, totally ran this film. And if it hadn't been for those things, then I wouldn't have been able to, to like, stay through the entire thing. I would have <laughs> right. just said, fuck this and give it up. Because, but luckily, because of those two things, it didn't matter that I didn't give a shit about the plot, right. which I flat didn't. I mean, I really now, didn't. No, no reason to. Yeah, I, I would honestly tune out um, until something came on the screen that I was like, oh, uh, this is where. I mean, you know how like you're doing other things, but it's running in the back of your mind, so you still know what's happening, but I'm not engrossed in it. Like I'm mm-hmm. not sitting there with my chin on my hand unblinking because I can't miss a second mm-hmm. that didn't happen with, with this movie it was more like I'm gonna play some Candy Crush over here and then when I hear the action going on then I'm looking up right um, when we're at the, you know when we're doing the scenes with Billy Blank's little sister and her boyfriend I don't care <laughs> right um, It's like I don't, sh- I don't give a shit um, <laughs> but, uh, um, but then when Roddy Piper's on screen then yeah here I am or when I hear some fighting going on there I am right and Um, Without those things, I wouldn't have cared at all. So, you know, those were strong, at least. And, I mean, I think people don't realize, or maybe they don't necessarily think that... The reason that Piper is as entertaining as he is, is he is a talent. Yeah. You know, and in order to be an effective wrestler, you have to be a good actor.
2: Yes. I mean,
0: if you're not, then it just... I mean, obviously wrestling is known for being over the top. It has always been that way. You know, you've got Dusty Rhodes. You've got Hulk Hogan's. You know, they're Mm -hmm. really over the top. And that's what sells it when they're wrestling. But, you know, they clearly have a lot of personality. You know, Mm -hmm. you can't do that if you don't have personality. And you have to have some form of talent to be able to pull that off. You know, if you're going to be just some big hulking guy – who is in great shape, but you have no personality whatsoever, then you better hope that they write you a character who is completely silent because you won't be able to do anything, you know, entertaining wise, like, like Piper did. So it's clear that he had some kind of talent. And then he definitely shows it here. And then like, they live in mean, like the, with, um, going back to, they live in mean, the, this, this, the line that everyone loves from that movie, the the two bubblegum and kick-ass line, mm-hmm. was totally him, and that right there is a perfect example of how he interjects his own personality into what he does. And he can just be there. He can just be on screen, and it it's enough for me. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you know, that's I got cat hair on my mouth. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. No, I mean, I mean I, I, I <laughs> Baby cat
0: came rubbing up. And no, that's like, what Dang. they do.
1: That's what they do. That's what that's the, that's the job of the cat, right? <laughs> no,
0: I, I, I She is determined to make an appearance on every single show we do. And
1: she she wants to get in there some way.
0: Rubbing <laughs> on my face. Yeah,
1: yeah, I you know, um there was another one that that the two of them did together. Um Billy Blanks and and Piper called Tough and Deadly. Um, oh,
2: I have and, not seen
1: that. Yeah, and that one I think it, it 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 was a little bit better than this. It had more action, but I mean I love this one as well. Um, but I think it was more of a buddy picture. It was more of them. You want to talk about contrived uh, plots? And that one, um, uh, Billy Blake's plays a CIA operative who's a uh, drugged and has amnesia. <laughs> Wakes up in a hospital bed and uh, and I guess he's wanted for a crime. And Piper plays a PI. It's almost like Midnight Run. He's like a PI who sees a bounty to try to take him in, and it's like uh like Midnight Run only is an action film um, with a lot of fighting. Um, is that the film Midnight Run? Is that the one with um, uh, Robert De Niro and Charles Grodin? Is that? I don't know if I have the right. I-
0: the one? I- well, oh shoot! Because when you first said that, I was thinking of.
1: No, that's Midnight Cowboy. No, no. Yes, right. No, that's yes. a <laughs> totally different movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so Piper, Piper, Piper and Blakes were like, you know, Piper Piper, and Blakes, they, like, they were like John Voight and Dennis Hoffman. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. So that, yeah. yeah, see, that's what, for a second there, I was kind of
0: like, I was actually trying to picture yes. Rodney Piper as like this it- hooker.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if, if, just if that movie really had been that plot, that would have been the film we would have done tonight, for sure. So that, yes. but, um, oh, man, if only that existed. Yes.
0: That would have been
1: no oh, movie. and unfortunately, it can't be made now, which is sad, again, because uh, we, we no longer, you know, Mr. Piper is no longer with us. I has gone, yeah. So my
0: dreams of seeing the. Roddy Piper version of Midnight Cowboy are gone uh, It's
1: too bad, yes, and it would have been rated PG 13 now based on today's ratings as opposed to X as it was back then. Oh, uh, yeah but yeah. <laughs> um but you know no we were talking about him being a talent and you know what he did what what he did as a wrestler it is it, it is an art that um you know it, it's a difficult art to pull off well and I mean I remember Hulk Hogan did it you know uh, with WCW. he became the heel for a while as Hollywood Hulk Hogan. And, I mean, he was just kind of ridiculous. It was just a goofball thing. Whereas Piper, I mean, again, Piper generated the kind of heat, you know, they talk about red heat and white heat, where red heat is you get everybody angry about you, but... Anger because they want to tune in and see you get your ass kicked by uh, Hulk Hogan or whoever it is, you know, whereas White Heat is where you anger the crowd so much that they want to kill you while you're outside. Um, that kind so, of sounds
0: like a prison movie.
1: Doesn't it? Red Heat and White Heat. And, and wrestling, yeah. you know, that, that's probably going to be. Vince McMahon's hearing that right now, and he's going to take one of his, his uh, wrestling stars and cast them in that film, I'm sure. So uh, we'll, we'll be on the lookout for that pretty soon, Mr. McMahon, and uh, let us know. Jamie and I will be happy to review that one here for the podcast when it's on Netflix. Uh, Red Heat and White Heat starring um I do you know wrestlers now? Do you know any names of any? Um
0: Actually no, I'm um I used to be a big wrestling fan back mm-hmm. in the 80s. Um I'm dating myself completely there, but it was um like in the mid 80s when I guess every kid goes through that stage. Um I don't know every but just about every kid I ever I knew went through that stage where you were like a big wrestling fan like around like 10 or 11 or something. Mm-hmm. And um, that was back when Glow.
2: Yes. Oh, they were the best. I was an
0: avid Glow watcher. I loved the shit out of that movie. I mean, movie, that TV show. Mm -hmm. Um, Which, by the way, speaking of movie, there is a documentary about Glow that I watched. And, which was really good. I mean, the doc was really good, but then, you know, it showed clips from the show and all of that. Yeah. And I'm looking back going, man, I really like this.
1: You, of course and you I did. Yes, you did. Yes.
0: But that was back when um, I was a big wrestling fan and I was a big glow fan. And I was just, yeah. you know, I was all into it. But today, I don't have a clue. Yeah. No. And I got to tell you, something I found out is that horror podcasters and wrestling fans are like the same thing. Yes. It's so weird. So many horror podcasters that I know are also like huge wrestling fans, and so because of their Twitter feeds that I have, and then knowing (laughs) on Facebook, every time there's a Raw, every time there's a you know any kind of a big event, I know all about it, even though I don't watch it because it's just the Twitter feed is just popping. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I had no idea that there was such a connection between horror fans and wrestling fans. I I know.
1: I was going to say, Um, Fred the Wolf
0: names I don't
1: know any names. Yeah, I was going to say Fred the Wolf who we had on. I think it was the third my the third ever episode of the show. Wait, maybe we watched Reanimator? I can't remember yes. what we watched with him. But yes, but Fred the Wolf is a huge wrestling fan and so uh yeah, if I'm ever on Twitter uh, on a Monday night, I just get uh, you know cuz I think he's the only one that I follow out of his group that talks about uh, wrestling, but I just see a whole line of his with raw and the hashtag um you know #raw. Are you
0: mad about it?
1: Yeah. He's they get
0: like, really upset.
1: Yes. Well, and they talk. Oh,
0: you just ruined it. Yes.
1: Well, and, and they talk about like that. One of the new guys that, that right now um is uh this guy Roman Reigns is the one that was kind of picked to be like the the next Hulk Hogan type. You know, the next big guy. And uh, they talk about uh, he's getting a. Uh, uh, what what they call like go away heat you know like I talk about red heat and white heat go away heat is like they boo you because they just don't want you to get off the ring not because they want to kill you or they want to see you get beat by somebody they're booing you because they don't want to see you and I've heard that like this guy started to generate that which is which is bad for the brand and you know um, that's
0: like a death knell.
1: I know exactly you know, because exa- at least
0: if they hate you then you're still drawing interest right you know? right. Um, it's like a shock jock yes you know, it- what good is if a shock jock pisses people off then that's right. awesome if a shock jock has people on his side, that's also awesome. But if a shock jock just bores people until they turn the station, then you're kind of missing, you know, the right. point there.
1: Well, and that's what Piper did that, that revolutionized wrestling with his Piper's Pit Segment um, in in the early 80s, um, which which you know carried through, but um, you know there's that that iconic moment where he smashed that Chibi Super Superfly, Superfly snooker over the head with a coconut, um, you know, which was again really like borderline right on that white heat red heat line there. Um, but uh, but you know that you know he he was he was the first one to show that. That wrestlers had personalities, and they could they could be the ones doing the interviewing, and they could be the ones hosting the segments. They didn't have to be the one that showed up saying, "Oh, I'm gonna get you this," you know. Whoa, watch out for me, you know. This, we, uh, I'm I'm coming for you, so and so. You know, he could do the whole thing. And, what are you gonna do? Right, <laughs> exactly. He showed that 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 wrestlers actually had that kind of personality and could do that, um, which was was revolutionary. I, I mean, I know for me, woo, uh, woo, yeah, that's Flair, <laughs> exactly. I wanted to mention one of the last things. I saw Piper in was a wife swap, um, celebrity wife swap, where uh, he and Ric Flair swapped wives. Which you, you can imagine. Piper lives out in like, uh, he lived in like uh, Saskatchewan, you know, in like rural uh, uh, Saskatchewan with his wife and kids, and they had like a very like, you know, like like down to earth lifestyle. And then there's Ric Flair with his wife and their, you know you know how much money they spent she didn't unfortunately but he did and i, <laughs> I think
0: that would be awesome
1: <laughs> yeah but but <laughs> if you
0: got a whole
1: family of them <laughs> a whole family of whoo <laughs> yes no i i always you know we always talk about it when we're kids and we have our our wrestling story my one that i'll always remember is um i i was a huge wrestling fan as a child and um I remember when I was in fifth grade, um, the Portland Civic Center, uh, the, the way it would work is you, you'd have the big event in Boston. There'd be some kind of big event that would happen in Boston. And then like a, an offshoot of that big event would go up to Portland and do a night. Um, and y- you wouldn't get a lot of big uh, met names, but there'd be enough there that it'd be worth seeing. So my dad took me up there to the Portland Civic Center. Um, to watch wrestling. And um, there was this guy called the Duke of Dorchester, which is Dorchester, Massachusetts. He was a guy that would only do the, the local New England events. And he had, like, this messy hair, and he was missing teeth, and he'd pretend to bite the other guys or whatever. And um, he was filling in because I believe Mr. Perfect couldn't make it because of the snow. Um, so I missed out on Mr. Perfect. Um, and I guess the Duke of Dorchester, I don't know if he was fighting Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, or somebody like that, but um, but the way it worked was, you know, that you had the, the, um, the ring in the middle of the hockey, where the hockey uh, ice would have been. And um, the guys would walk through, uh, you know, like your basic, like, kitchen doors, you know, with the, with the window, and they'd swing, uh, the swinging yeah. doors with the window. Um, so the Duke of Dorchester, he got destroyed by Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Hacksaw Jim Duggan just took him down, you know. And so he he's done. The fight's over. He's staggering out of the ring. And so I, I, I've got, you know, the, the, the swinging doors have the window, so I can see the Duke just stagger through the doors. The moment he got on the other side of that door, he stood upright and just moseyed right on out of there. Like, oh. and I just that was it that was my that was my moment you know that was my wrestling oh I'm like going to finding s- out
0: that Santa Claus is yes
1: real. yes well see and for me finding out that Santa Claus wasn't real was a different thing because I felt like I'd been lied to my whole life by my parents I felt like I could never trust my parents and I still have not quite gotten over that I still have trust issues oh, with my parents you took parents. it hard I took it very hard and the other thing was I, I was fortunate I had younger siblings um, because my fear at that time I don't know if you you think about when you're growing up your parents get crap for presents you know um, they they get you know kitchen utensils and sweaters and socks ties. and ties, right, exactly. And I thought, oh, my God, there's no Santa or Claus. Old
0: Spice, in the case of my dad. He never ran out of Old Spice or right. tube socks. Though.
1: Yeah, and, you know, same with my dad. We get him things like that, lobster traps, crap, you know, all kinds, you know, stuff that, that, that kids don't want. You know, it's not He-Man figures. Um, and so I was, I was really concerned that, um, one, that I, I was lied to by my parents. I felt like they would played this huge joke on me, actually, is what it was. Um, and, and all the adults had played this joke on me, but the other thing was I was afraid I was gonna get bad presents. But I realized I had younger siblings, and they still, my mom loves the whole Santa Claus thing. She, <laughs> she, she, she would pull that thing, She would let that thing go as long as she could. You know if, if we were 30 and we still believed in Santa, she would be fine with that. Um, so So I realized like I could kind of almost blackmail my mom by you know saying, well, well, you know, if, if, if you don't want to keep getting me the, the Santa Claus presents, I could just tell the kids, my my younger siblings, that there is no Santa. Um, that was that was. I didn't really say that, but I kind of hinted that that was how that was going to work. Um, you know, and of course, I never realized that there is no there is no point where you stop getting. Uh, cool presents. You just you know, there's a point where you no longer want He-Man figures, and you kind of need the socks because the ones you have have holes in them, and um and it's good to get the socks as presents. Um, so I it was a different story, but I still kind of have trust issues. The wrestling one was different because the wrestling <laughs> one I felt like I was the moron for for not understanding that it was fake the whole time. I felt like everybody else knew, and I was just dumb enough to believe. Uh, so it was a different kind of a, um of a realization there where I was just like. Man, everybody was right. It is fake. What was I thinking? You know, I'm 10 years old. I should know better than this. You know, next, next, I'm gonna buy. You know, what else am I gonna believe in? You know, God. There, uh, some. You know, <laughs> the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, this is crazy. That's just silly. This is silly stuff. I'm gonna believe that that this some guy was on a boat for 40 days and it, when it rained or whatever, and and he 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 had all these animals in a big boat. You're, next, you're gonna, you know. um... So yeah, so I, I, that's how I felt. I felt like I believed in something that everybody else knew, and, and it wasn't like wrestling really came out there and said, "We're real, you know they've never said that. They've never said we're real. Um, I just I just bought it. Um, it's you know, believed it. So, so that, that's my big wrestling story. Now, I, I did continue to watch for a little bit after that. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> I never quite felt right watching it after that again because uh, I'd be like, oh, man, they chose who was going to win that. They, they knew all along it was going to be the Ultimate Warrior or Hulk Hogan. Um, I've never quite been able to get into it on that level of it's the soap opera or it's drama, you know?
0: No, nor, neither have I. And I think that that's kind of when I got out of my – my wrestling stage was when I realized that it was all scripted and there was really, I mean, even though they can truly be, you know, they can injure themselves, you know, and, you know, they are actually doing physical feats and, you know, all of that is, is in fact true. So I don't want to, and they're all athletes. I don't want to, I don't want to diminish the, what they do physically You know, but, I mean, we all know that they all know who's going to win before it starts. And, you know, and for some reason, some people can still be interested in that. Like, they Mm -hmm. like the drama of it. They like watching it unfold. Right. I never could get to that point with it. Yeah. And so it just kind of bored me after I found out that it wasn't real. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, then – what? You know, Why do I care? Right. Uh, so because I just I wasn't in it for the drama. I was in it for like I watch any other sport. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's funny to me is that I know people, grown people, who will fight you to the death <laughs> if you try to tell them that wrestling isn't real. They yes. are just like, oh goddamn it, it's real. It's real. They got so mad, and I'm like, but. You know, and it's like, oh, he was bleeding. And I'm like, well, yeah, they hurt themselves. I mean, they are, they really do put their bodies on the line for what they do. And I respect them for that. But come on. I mean, do you seriously believe every bit of that drama? It's like, you know, there are things that inevitably always happen, Mm -hmm. you know? someone's always going to come and snatch the microphone and start threatening someone and start <laughs> yes. screaming Someone is always going to climb into the ring when they're not supposed to be there. So you've got, you know, he's not supposed to be here! Oh my God, what is he doing? He to get out of the ring right now! I mean, that happens every time. And it's like, you're going to tell me that this is real? Come
1: on! (laughs) Well, well, and, and, you know, I I will say, like, in college, I got back into it a little bit, because I had friends who were into it, and at that time, Stone Cold Steve Austin was was a big deal, Um, and and he was a really interesting one. He was, um, uh, he he changed because, um, he he was the first one who was, like, an actual heel that people were rooting for. People wanted the heel to win, Um, and he, that really changed the way uh, wrestling went after that, but, um, I, you know, I, one thing that I I always liked uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin's personality. I always thought I, I got a kick out of the way he was. Um, and and one thing I was always disappointed about was that his wrestling that 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 part of him that wrestling part of him never really carried over into his movies uh, because he's been doing you know uh, DTV actioners. Um, but one thing I've always liked about Piper is that um, it. And, and I think one reason why I would like to see him whenever he was on um, you know, cause I, I, I forgot to mention when I was in college we watched the WCW as a joke we would get a kick out of like every Monday night they would have Monday night Nitro and then they would have movies on after like this movie um, movies like this one would be on after um, and so that was like a fun thing to just kind of laugh at like what they were you know Hulk Hogan saying just too sweet you know and, and all, <laughs> all of that goofiness you know and uh, um, we would get a kick out of that kind of thing um, but, yeah, you know, I, I've, I, I think to, to really get into it, I think you either have to suspend belief on some levels or, um, you know, like Brian was saying, it's almost like a religion. You, you have to really find huge charismatic people. And, um, you know, I almost feel like you, you don't quite have as many as you used to. You don't have the Pipers that you used to. Um, or maybe you do, and I just haven't found them yet. But, um, you, know, uh, uh, you know, someone like Piper, um, in a way, he got me into watching wrestling. Um, because he was such a great heel that I wanted to see Hogan beat him, and then of course later on I I grew to love him anyway, you know. Yeah,
2: yeah,
0: and a religion—that's an interesting way to put it. Yeah. I, I can't argue that. Yeah, I tried to get back into it when Sting was was big. Mm, yes. Um, just because I had some friends and they were they were really big fans, and um, I was like, well, you know, and they used to watch it all the time, and I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot again. And I just didn't. I just couldn't relive the magic; it just wasn't there. Yeah. Although I got to tell you, since I keep seeing all these tweets about it every time something happens, <laughs> I'm like, well, maybe I should try watching it again. I know. Cause, oh, maybe I could get into it now. But
1: yes. Uh,
0: you I know, haven't done it.
1: Well, you know what's funny? Because um, when I went to watch this movie tonight, um, they had ads for the. Um, the the Deadpool uh Red Band trailer the Deadpool yes. comic book and uh of course I can't watch it because I don't have a YouTube account so I can't prove my age on there so I I am not allowed to watch the uh the adult version of the, <laughs> of the Red Band trailer so so I don't even know what the real but anyway um you know when I was collecting comics um in the early 90s Deadpool was he made his first appearance I think around 91 92 um that was when when Rob Liefeld drew him. Out. Do you remember Rob Liefeld he did? Uh, remember they did those 501 commercials, and they're like, "What do you do in your 501s?" And I remember they showed him drawing X Force comics. Uh, yeah. It, yeah, and I thought that was like the coolest thing ever. I was like, "Oh my God, comics on, T- on on Levi's commercials." Um, but but that was that that was his creation was um was was Deadpool, and of course um he 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 went to form Image Comics because he gave up uh, all right. of his characters. Um, but but. You know, I always loved Deadpool. He was like kind of my geeky one. And in the early 2000s, I got back into comics for a little bit, um, and I tried to get all of the Deadpool's. Um, they ended up in my parents' basement and, and all died um, a slow, horrible mildewy death. But um, but I still get this feeling about Deadpool. And I, I and now I play this Marvel puzzle quest game on my phone, which gets me geeky about about comic book things. And I see Deadpool on there. And then seeing this thing tonight, I'm like, oh, I, I want to kind of see the Deadpool movie. I, I'm kind of curious to see what it is. Um. And I think well,
0: I think it looks pretty good. I'm, I, and I'm kind of sick of superhero movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually like comics. I I like superheroes, and you know, on the whole, but um, I, I've just I've I feel like I've just been saturated with it. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like every time you turn around, there's another one. And then of course, Fantastic Four is starting this weekend, and mm-hmm. I have no interest whatsoever.
1: No, I don't need that film. Not even
0: a little bit.
1: Yeah, I don't need the reboot. What I need is um I need Hulu to bring back the old cartoon from the seventies. Ah, Uh, there you go. Yes. Um
0: but I watched the Deadpool trailer and I have actually been before the trailer came out, like a long time, yeah, I've been kinda waiting for this one because I think Mm -hmm. Ryan Reynolds perfectly embodies the Deadpool character. I mean Mm -hmm. I, I think that he was the optimal choice mm-hmm. for this, and I, and so as soon as I knew it was coming, I was like, this is gonna be good, if not, if for nothing else, I think Ryan yeah. Reynolds will just bring it, mm-hmm. and the trailer it looks really good, I mean, it just, I, I, I'm actually excited about seeing this one, so that's something, because mm-hmm. I wasn't even excited about seeing the new Avengers, and I right. loved <laughs> Avengers, I did, and, yeah. Um, and I was just, we went to see it, and it was okay, but I just, I, I wasn't like, oh my god, I have to no. see it, you know, but, um. This one, but Deadpool, I think, looks really fun. So, I'm looking forward to that, which is, which is the exact opposite of how I feel about Batman versus Superman.
1: Right. I yeah. I was gonna say. I mean, Superman
0: versus Batman, whichever.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say it. Yeah, I I know. (laughs) I'm not. I know all of those. I you know, like this one, it it kind of got me geeked, and um, it was funny because um, when you talked about Sting, um, you know, and having friends that were fans of Sting, it reminded me a part of how why i liked those old wrestlers was that they felt like comic book characters like comic book heroes or villains um you know, like they—they they had this sense that they could do almost superhuman things, and that they were—you know—you you would root for, you know, like you'd look at a Sting, and it's like, man, Sting would get into the into the ring, and he would battle some guy, and you'd say, oh, you know, Sting's gonna take this guy down, and um, and of course the WCW guys were a little bit uh, cool for me anyway, because um, you know, at the time I was all WWF, and and so it was new, but um, but I think that's, you know, if you can get that kind of geeky sense, you know, I don't—is—is is geek the right word? You get geeked up for. Um, Yeah, sure. Yeah, I I think... You can be geeky
0: about anything, I think.
1: Yeah, and so I think, like you said, like with the Deadpool one, I think it it played on that a little bit. Like, oh, yeah, Deadpool is awesome. I want to see that, you know? and I, I think the same thing about Sting, you know? I remember when he came back in the WCW and he had, like, the crow makeup... Um, yes. Yes, with the long hair, and he'd have the baton. Yeah, even that, I kind of liked that. I was like, yeah, no, this works for me. I I like this Sting. This is cool, and it, it kind of got me watching again. I wanted to see what Sting was going to do, um, and and so I I think if you can, you know, if they, you know, I don't know if if, if there's probably people listening. There have to be uh, wrestling fans listening to the podcast who will chime in on Facebook and let us know, you know, if there's something out there for us that um. Used to watch wrestling, um, but I, I feel like we're, we're, there's a lot of uh, go away heat in, in some of the characters now. It feels like when I watch it, there's a it's all go away heat. But maybe I'm I'm wrong about that.
0: Oh, maybe I should start paying paying better attention to the feeds, <laughs> and you know, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I should just start watching it. Maybe there is a piper out there that mm-hmm. uh, you know someone who can keep me engaged and and keep me interested. Mm-hmm. just because of his personality more than anything. I mean, I just, you know, love him. He sparkled, he shined. Mm-hmm. He, I don't know, I just always felt, and I never met him, I have no idea, but I always felt like he seemed like he just, at heart, was a really good guy. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't have anything to base that on. Um, So I could be completely wrong. Like, he could have been, like, some kind of Nazi or something. I don't know, because <laughs> I have no idea what he did in his personal life. But... I, for some reason, just always felt like he seemed like a really good guy. So I just liked it. So, I don't know. Maybe there is somebody out there now who who resonates that. And I'm missing out on something awesome. Yeah. I kind of doubt it. (laughs) Right. I know. (laughs) I just don't know if they have the soul that they had.
1: Yeah. yeah, if anybody yeah. could be that down-to-earth. I mean, I, I was listening to his podcast with with the Sklar Brothers, and the thing that struck me was that, you know, here they are, the Sklar Brothers. You know, they were born in, like, the, the early 70s as well, I think, like, 71, 72. Um, so they grew up with wrestling I- as well, and, you know, wrestling was a, a big part of their lives when they were younger. And so they're just, like, loving the fact that they've got Roddy Piper sitting in their studio with them, telling them stories about, you know, be- you know, the old days of wrestling or, you know, the 80s and, um, you know, some of the things that happened to him. And here's Piper saying, oh, you know, I I don't want to bore you guys. I have another story. I don't want to bore you with this. I hope I'm not boring you. And they're like, what do you mean? You're you're not boring us, you know. But that's how Piper, you know, even though he he kind of has a sense, he knows that these guys are here who, you know, and I, I think maybe that's what it was. Maybe he was afraid that, like, when people got to see the real Piper, they might say, oh, you know, that's not, you know, this is boring or this isn't, you know. Um, this isn't as good as the, the the Piper's Pit guy, but they were loving it. They were eating up you know, and me listening to it too. I'm like I'm eating all of it up and loving it. Um, and so I think that's what it was. I think he was just very humble and um, and and you know it, it, we, we don't I don't we don't have that as much anymore. We don't have someone that can be that charismatic and that that exciting to watch on TV or watch in a movie. Uh, who can also be that down to earth and that humble, and and really make you 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 feel warm when you listen to him in an interview or something like that. Yeah, that's good point. Yeah, well, I guess you know at this stage we 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 we. You know, I guess we can come to the conclusion here on this one. It is available for free on YouTube. Um, you know, for me, it's a thumbs up because again, it is a straight-ahead actioner for people that like early '90s, late '80s, early '90s bad DTV action. And chances are, if you're coming to the DTV connoisseur to, to <laughs> look up movies, that's probably the kind of thing you're into. Um, so I, I think it, it has that cachet. Uh, that, but, but did I just say cachet? I think I did, you, didn't I? You
2: did. Yeah, I, you yeah
1: did. I have to apologize for that. I should. I, it has that. It has that great sense, though. It has that kind of film. But, 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 Jamie, from your mind, from your standpoint, maybe as a, as you know, um, someone who's not into musicals the way I'm into musicals, so to speak. Um, what did you think of?
0: Well, I think that if you are a big Piper fan, or hell, a big Billy Blank fan. Uh, and you haven't seen it, then it's then you should just check it out for that reason um yeah Piper's fun I loved him, but really it's like I said it's like every other generic action film out there and if there is a box they ticked it it was just um. <laughs> Uh, You know, I don't know. It's just—it's nothing you haven't seen before. Nothing you haven't seen before. Mm -hmm. So if you were just looking for an interesting action film that you haven't seen before, this really isn't going to be it because you've seen it. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I mean, I guess, I guess I'm saying I would only watch this if you feel the need to complete your Roddy Piper catalog catalog or your Billy Blanks catalog. Other than that, I, I think it's missable.
2: But
1: yeah. it's 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 one of those ones that I think it's just if you're, I think you're you're kind of in that that mode where you just love this kind of movie, um it, it does it, it does the trick, um but yeah if you're kind of like you said if you're looking for something, uh ex- exceptional or, or you know something that's gonna you know I think it it it, it probably could have done with more Piper that may have been the the, the trick that would have made it a little bit more so but like you said it's very paint by numbers so you, you you're going into this with. You know, this is like wrestling from the 70s. This is guys in singlets and in underwear and boots uh, coming out there, you know, flicking their mullets and, and just throwing each other around. Very, very basic stuff. This is not your modern wrestling with, with uh, you know, steel cages and chairs and whatnot.
0: Yes. <laughs> this is like the
1: Lawler. <laughs> right, Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, J- Jamie, so it's been a couple weeks. Uh, what have you been up to in the podcasting world, and and and, and other projects?
0: Well, not a whole lot in podcasting. I
1: mean, we have- well, I think we just lost Jamie. I don't know what happened there. Um, let's see if we can get her back. Oh, we're getting her back as we speak. And that would be
0: baby
1: cat. Okay, okay, that's all right. I was, I, I was, I was giving everybody uh, a. <laughs> Yeah, I was getting, giving everybody a uh, a play-by-play. I was like, oh. She
0: decided I had been on the phone long enough. She just right. <laughs> <so> walked across <laughs> and clicked. All right. Um,
1: Brian said, I'm still here. I guess maybe letting us know that, that it wasn't the internet. Um, that, no, but it was that, just her. It was just her. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um,
0: of course, we still have evil episodes coming out. That comes out uh, roughly every two weeks or so. And um, that has been regular. Um, I did start my stint on cinema beef mm-hmm. and i'll be recording the another episode of that tonight where we're doing it's a crit it's a kiss show we're doing the new scooby-doo and kiss cartoon that came out plus um kiss meets fan of the park and detroit rock city mm-hmm. we're covering all of those on this new show that's going to be coming out so Ooh, nice. um, that should be interesting brian's going to be sitting in on that in other news this is really exciting um I know I talked about Brian's new book that came out, *Flush Like Smoke, Mm -hmm. uh, on the show before, or last show, I'm not sure. But uh, I just found out yesterday that um, an anthology just came out in which there is a story that we co-wrote together. Mm. And the name of the anthology is Lonely and Curious Country. It is a mythos anthology, so for Lovecraft fans out there, Uh, This is right in your wheelhouse and uh, right in your ballpark. So it's available on Amazon. It's from Ulfar Press. And, uh, again, the book is called A Lonely and Curious Country. And the story that we wrote is called Afterbirth. So uh, check out that book and read our story. And then uh, if you do, I'd love to know what you think. Or drop us a a review on Amazon or just let me know personally uh, what you think about it. So of excited about that that's that's fun times I haven't gotten my contributor copy yet so I haven't gotten to read all the other stories but I know most of the writers that are in that book and they're all really solid so um it should be pretty good I hope I just I hope I didn't drag it down
1: well congratulations (laughs) I know you didn't drag it down congratulations to you and Brian both um now now what was the name of the book again
0: a lonely and curious country.
1: A lonely and curious country. So people can go right onto Amazon and look that up. And, oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: it's uh, right there on Amazon. And or you can go to Ulfr Press. Um, go to their website and and sh- they should be able to link you there, I think. Um, but and then check out what else they're doing, what else they've got going on. But um, yeah, I'm really I'm really excited about it. And this is like I said, this is a story we did together. Mm-hmm. so it's really fun for us and um, we have both of our names on this and it's just kind of it's exciting
2: it's really oh, exciting.
1: that is really great news that's really cool right. well i and con- contrasting that with me who um is back to the whole lot of nothing thing um we did get But
0: the, i saw that you know you reviewed legendary I did
1: we get so we got legendary up we did get that one up finally um the one i want to i want to get to next is wolf cop i feel like um Wolf Cop, Zombeavers, those are a couple that I need to get blog posts up. We we, we sit here on the show and we talk about uh, bad you know, these horror movies that, that Hollywood pumps out that are crap, that we you know, and, and then we get these great ones, we wanna try to give them more buzz. And, you know, I, I I I can't complain about not you know, these these movies not getting enough buzz if I'm not doing my part as well to kinda get the word out. Um, not even kind to get the word out, but to actually get the word out. We can remove kind of completely from the sentence. Um, and so Wolf Cop I'm looking to do next. And then after Wolf Cop, um, we'll do it with Zombiever. So those are the next two. When they're going to come um, is an excellent question. Hopefully in, in, in sooner rather than later. Um, it, you know, I, I was excited to actually get Legendary out. It was one of those times where it was just like you know, the night. We, we had done our podcast, I think, two weeks ago. And um, I just had some time, and I had it all pretty much set. I'm just like, let's do it. Let's drive it out. Um, I don't have that same drive tonight, so that's not going to happen. But but just the same, um, hopefully soon those two will go up. And again, you can always go to the the blog. Um, it, it, I, I I shouldn't say go to the blog link for a blog post, because you know if you do that, you'll probably be uh, going quite a bit and not seeing anything. But you know always keep an eye on Twitter and Facebook. That's where we we, we get the announcements out for those. So um so so. That is about it, but I, I guess that that puts a wrap on on this episode as well. Um, Jamie, any any final words uh, about the post or the movie or anything?
0: No, I think we pretty much
2: covered it.
1: Yeah, so I mean, at this point, you know, I'm I, I'm not drinking alcohol right now, but you know, this is uh, a a toast to to Roddy Piper. You know, you. You really were one of the great ones. I think we're we're all going to miss him a lot because he he really brought a lot to the table and um you know even now as he's been still, you know, kind of you know he hasn't been doing much as far as films or anything but you know what he gave us was was really great and, and he's really going to be missed and he he did go too soon 61 is not that old it's very young and to, to, to go suddenly like that is a shame so uh Roddy Mr. Piper we're going to miss you and uh and and really it was really great to you know thank you for everything you gave us so I i I'm definitely sad to see him go it was very shocking news and um so it was good to be able to do this kind of tribute to him tonight. I second every bit of that, and I will miss it. too. All right, perfect. Well, Jamie, uh, again, it was a great show. Great to be back uh, t- together doing the show again, and uh, we'll see what happens next week. We'll see what we, what we get into next week for the Direct-to-Video uh, podcast. Yep, yeah, I
0: can't wait.
1: All right. See you all next week, everyone.